Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey there, I'm Mark. Uh, joining us today we have Micah. Hello. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, sir. Good, good, sir. Uh, when was the last time you were on? Um, Mechanicus. Oh uh, Dark Mechanicum. Yeah. Was it the dark no. one? No, 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 no Mechanicum. Yeah, yeah, Mechanicum. It was a long time ago. It was the Mechanicum before. It must have been before. Yeah, Mechanicus. It's a time of the long horses. lost. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That is, <laughs> no, it's a long time ago. Cool. Uh, and then also joining us today, we have another guest, he who shall not be named. Welcome. Hello. Back by popular demand. For the the didact time. himself. <laughs> didact. <laughs> Welcome, we, Sir Didact. When we first started uh, Lorehammer, we were like, Chris, not we, Christian was like, we should have pseudonyms. I'm going to be called the didact. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to be called Master Chief. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, welcome to both you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously, um, we're on our 44th episode today. That's a lot. Yeah. We're almost at that 50 mark. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm assuming it's a milestone that some people have. I don't care. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Numbers for me. Numbers are weird. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Like, one follows the next. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Unless you, you do, like, a half step. But then you can also do, like, a quarter step. Hmm. And then you you could do. I don't think I I step anywhere. Uh, like, I kind of uh, just sit. You could do a fifth. No. <laughs> you could just you could do some really small steps. <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. No. That's this podcast, I think. <laughs> um, but before we get in, there are two people we need to thank for their patronage, as mm. it were. Uh, Guy and Kevin, thank you so much for contributing to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice to know that people enjoy what they listen to enough to put some money to it sure and also it, if you want to contribute patreon slash lorehammer do whatever yeah if you want sure. something a little more tangible though we also sell merchandise oh we do we do uh, yes. in the form of um bags uh-huh and bedding shirts there is bedding on uh -huh. there isn't uh -huh. there it's a little odd <laughs> that's Have my next great. birthday if gift. someone Have you tried sure. it yet no that's my next gift i'm gonna if, get get if someone ever actually buys that, because we get told what is bought, yeah, yeah. If if it ever does, and if someone buys that, I am gonna message them and ask you them if they're okay. You get one free sleepover with Eric in that bedding. <laughs> That's what the you get. Come with Eric. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. But thank you guys, obviously, so much for participating that way. Okay. Uh, there is something we need to address before we continue on, Marcus. Oh, just addendums and changes that's right um i didn't know corrections no no, no. not corrections just lack of yeah it's just knowledge. omissions we're yeah. we're correcting the omission <laughs> um so the last three episodes we've really been uh talking about space travel and how all the graces get around like 
and this episode will also be about that. But the one thing we never really clarified when we're talking about the Imperium was Geller Fields. Uh, we, we were talking about how they like create like a bubble of real uh, space around the ship. And uh, we never said, but the, the way it actually happens is there's actually a psyker that does this. He projects real space from himself. Um, so when they enter the warp, he creates that real space bubble. Yeah. How, how deep into this do you want to go? That's all. Okay. That, there's more. Oh, is there? Yeah. Sure. He's actually placed in a coma. Oh. Yeah, he so he's put inside the Geller field, which is sure. a machine, and he's he's induced into a coma, and then his in his coma, he's creating reality around him. Yeah, and it just unconsciously it's the like Geller a reverse field, like, dream. It like, really while he's is passed out. He's yeah huh? dreaming and, reality, and the Geller field like <laughs> ah. amplifies what he's doing and yeah. includes the reality in there. Yeah, but then, flavor. but it is very draining on them, and they do yeah. die. Mm-hmm. As all technology in the Imperium does. Yeah, no <laughs> it's kidding. a double-edged sword. Oh, we'll, we'll see that a lot in this episode yeah. for sure. That's right. But uh, yeah, it was just because uh, I know originally we we're talking like, oh, warp drives—they must have a psyker in them. Like, no, no, yeah. lost my mind. Warp you drives know. do not, but Gellerfields. Gellerfields do. do. Mm. Yeah. Fun fact of the day. That's right. Now we know. We all know. Now we're all on the same page. You, us. That's right. Every all the listeners. Mm-hmm. We're all okay, um, <laughs> but as well, I something else before we even step into it. Um, there was a post a couple of days ago about uh, Black Templar, and you know, being a very zealous mm-hmm. uh, Black Templar fan myself. <laughs> no, I do not have a Black Templar army anymore. No, anymore. Yeah, you should but, be Black Templar instead of Grey Knights when you do. Wow, wow, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. Okay, but I have a story, and I would like to share it with everyone. A new crusade had formed within the Black Templar, and before the fleet set out, a battle brother took on a new neophyte. Upon arriving at a besieged imperial system, the battle brother said to the neophyte, You will take my chainsword and claim the lives of one hundred of the enemy this day, in the name of the emperor. After the first day of battle, the neophyte approached his master, head hung low. Lord, I was only able to slay seventy-two enemies in the name of the emperor this day. As punishment, the neophyte was sent back to the flagship to spend the next days deep in prayer for the emperor, perform self-whipping as penance, and all the while fasting, since he had prevailed to form in ba- perform in battle. The battle brother would retrieve him throughout the campaign, giving him the same test. However, the neophyte continued to fail, and could only perform his penance rather than fight with his master. On the last day of the campaign, as the crusade moved to relieve the capital of the planet, the battle brother gave his charge the same task, 100 enemies slain in the name of the emperor. However, if he failed this time, his path to the rank of battle brother would end, and he would be turned into a chapter serf. When the dust settled and the capital was taken, the neophyte approached his master, holding a severed cultist head. Behold the head of my 163rd enemy, slain in the name of the emperor, my lord, he said, beaming with pride. Frustrated that his charge displayed hubris openly, the battle brother snatched away his lended chainsword, accidentally activating the chain blade in the exchange. Astounded, the neophyte exclaimed, Lord, how did you make your weapon roar like that? <laughs> Perfect. That is a- That's right. <laughs> That's a perfect uh, 40k is funny. Right Just there so for you know, you. guys, 40k is not funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many guys did he kill for that to happen? With a blunt. <laughs> like he's sawing. No, he's using the other side. <laughs> he's bashing them. With them. <laughs> yeah. 
that was actually sent in uh, from Nathaniel. Yeah. Garrow? Garrow? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Nathaniel Garrow. He'd probably appreciate being called that. Uh, but no, he's just one of our listeners, and he's like, oh, Eric will enjoy this. And I thoroughly did. <laughs> so good. It was good. It we was, did it. It was very good. Uh, but without further ado, or adds you, <laughs> as it is. No, it's we're, not. we're not fancy here like wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, I oh have boy. a confession. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I... Uh, you bought Shadow Spear? <laughs> Even though you don't intend on building not anything? That's, that's not too surprising. What I'm waiting for is he bought three Shadow Spears. He bought three Spears. Shadow Spears. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that would catch me off guard. So Eric handed me the tablet with the notes on it. Mm-hmm. I uh, Don't look through the internet history. <laughs> by the way. That's a mistake. <laughs> um, and I thought we were just doing one facet of this whole topic. Just what? like last time. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say. You're not prepared for Plague Templar jokes? Is that what? No, uh, for the topic of today's podcast. What did you, well, think, what did you we... think it was? <laughs> I thought it was just the pharaohs. Uh, Oh, that's all oh, I did. My oh my <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait, wait. So, it's like so, when you're sitting in front of an exam and you only studied one chapter and you're supposed to study <laughs> eight. And I'm just staring at the notes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know any of this. But but a couple days ago, I'm I like, know, hey, I how much do you forgot. know about the pharaohs? That's because that's the only thing I remember. And then you're, yeah, yeah. So that's so, all I went no, back to I'm look like, into. Okay, because you need to know because I haven't read that book. And you're like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So then you came here today and you're like, I haven't read it. I didn't read it. No, I didn't no, touch no, it. I'm reading other stuff. He knows the pharaohs. Yes, that's all no, I no, know. No, no, no. I didn't read the one chapter again, <laughs> but I read other so, notes. So the one ch- topic that you thought we do it, we're doing, I and then I was going to rely on you. Yes. You can still rely on me, just not for the rest of the podcast. That's all. I don't think we could ever rely on you. That's it. Get out. It's probably in your best interest. Fuck. Get out. <laughs> all right. Well, now that that's there we gone, go. Let's, let's actually get now into Now I this. get two mics. <laughs> Uh, so today we are talking about the Astronomican. Mm. How do you? Yeah. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> How do you spell that? Astronomican. <laughs> Astronomicon. Astronomican. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's weird because it's spelled like Astronomican, but it's always pronounced con. I think that's just the British accent coming out. Yeah. Because yeah. everything here, everything in all this stuff is all British. Yeah. Right? That's, okay. It's like. Did it's you, British history. No, no, no. It's remember, <laughs> uh, remember when Wog, Wog, more, and I yeah. like, I <laughs> mind blown. It took me hearing an Australian guy saying that yeah. before I realized it was war yeah. and not just a battle cry. So I raged so hard in my car when I heard. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. Like, you serious? tried to shame Seriously? me so hard, but I was like, I don't give a fuck. Honestly, time I I had the same moment. So I read yeah. so much that you create the word in your head yeah, so totally. often that like even like a name. Yeah. Me and someone else will pronounce it completely differently, right? So, can I add something about last episode then? Sure. So, I actually listened to an audiobook a little while ago and it's pronounced Navis Nobilite. Yeah. Instead oh, of Navis. Not Nobilite. Exactly. But, like, when you look at it, it's totally spelled like if that. If there was an accent aigu on the E, then I'm like 100%. That exactly. makes sense. But, but it's like <laughs> yeah, Nobilite. Words. Yeah. But Obviously, that makes sense now that I hear it, right? Like, duh. What kind of moron would do Nobelite? That's another change, I guess, you can make. Thank you, Micah. Yeah. Uh, Last time, or no, the first time you were on our podcast and I was writing up the description to release it, Mm -hmm. I was like, joining us is Micah, a guy who just has to correct us if he can. (laughs) So there we go. There we go. You're sticking true to your, your roots. Anyways. Let's talk about the Astronomicon. The final piece for the Imperial's ability to warp travel safely. With the puzzle. 
piece of the puzzle, piece of the pie, piece of the cake. Uh-huh. It's the final piece. Piece of piss. It's not a piece of piss. All right. It's very important. Okay. <laughs> the purpose of it um, <laughs> is the Astronomicon is a psychic beacon in the warp, allowing navigators and other significantly powerful psychers to use it as a lighthouse in the unknown and unpredictable energies of the Empyrean. Yeah, I think we kind of um, were questioning whether or not people other than navigators could he- could see the astro- Astronomicon. Yeah. And at this point, we're pretty positive that anyone, if you're powerful enough, could mm-hmm. see or hear the Astronomicon. The here one, I don't think so. I mean, it's a, it's a sixth sense. So you can't really describe it as seeing or hearing. Like it, well, it, it's, it's, it's described. A silvery light, and then it's a single voice, and then join in a chorus. And so, more you focus uh, on that. But you're getting that from a Donna War book. Also, it's <laughs> <laughs> like the worst um, canon book sure. ever. Okay. It, it could absolutely be canon. I know you said that people don't. People. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even think Games Workshop considers it canon, man. Okay, but even so, new lore. Yeah. So this, yeah. Here we um, go. Okay. When it comes to uh, the Astronomicon, apparently. So in recent history, it went out. We'll get into that later. Um, but even just like normal humans on Terra, when they like when it went out, they felt it. Hmm. So I think it's kind of like in the same way that a blank can, you, like they don't know what's going on, but something feels off. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. It's well, like, we're getting deep out of weeds here. I think near <laughs> proximity. I think I think the times. reason for that might be is that they've spent so long <laughs> next to the deep, exactly. deep in the weeds. Yeah. You just feel something's yeah. missing. But, but anyways, let's. <laughs> Something a little more concrete about it, though, is... Can you feel it, see it, or hear it? You can only taste it. (laughs) No, guys. Taste the astronaut. You have to be able to see colors in order to... Oh, my God. uh, Deep in the weeds. (laughs) The the beacon that it shoots up uh, creates a radius of 25,000 light years. So the entire spread of it is 50,000 light years. Mm -hmm. Um, So because it only does 25,000 one way, the far reaches of the eastern galactic map actually don't have the light of the Astronomicon at all. Can. Can. I'm going to be saying that wrong this whole <laughs> episode because I've said it wrong so many times. I don't know how to say it right. Yeah. Okay, Navis Nobulite. <laughs> no, um, no, Nobilitate, and that makes complete sense to me. For those of you who are curious, uh, the galaxy, at least in 40K, is 52,000 light years, and Terra is just slightly off-center towards the galactic west. Southwest. Yeah. Uh, not really southwest. Sure, it could be yeah, southwest. Like, like it's more west than southwest. If I had to, southwest like a very minimal How amount. Do we do yeah. You know what? The it's there. to the west of the center, Christian, <laughs> and that's what matters because it's not yeah. the it's not the north that is without the astronomicon. It's the east. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, basically, it's the it shoots up a giant psychic light into the Imperium, and navigators are able to look at it and use it as a beacon to guide themselves through the warp. Like, this is our third episode kind of talking about this final piece of the puzzle, but yeah, so that's kind of the purpose of it. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, that number we got, 52,850, yeah. that's our galaxy. Yes. Right? Yes. There's actually a measurement for the 40K Milky Way galaxy, yeah. oh, is there? and it's almost 100,000 years. So do you remember what or light years? Huh. It's almost a yeah. hundred thousand light years. So do you remember when we were saying the fifty thousand couldn't be real? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes way more sense now that the radius is actually fifty thousand <laughs> light Fact years. Checking. 
Well, because yeah, like when we were we were looking at it, and we didn't we didn't assume that forty k had a distance. We just mm-hmm. looked at ours. Like yeah. the current galaxy is fifty two thousand eight hundred and fifty light years. So I then, thought this was our galaxy though, forty thousand years from now. It is, yeah, but it's, uh, everything's it's expanding, so it can yeah. change. Uh, yeah. Right. So thank you, Micah. <laughs> so forty k, the forty k. That's not. Okay. Eric, shut up. Uh, Deep in the weeds. The forty K galaxy is a hundred thousand light years and the radius of the Astronomicon is fifty thousand light years. Which no, still no, no, the radius is No, it's still fifty thousand. This is some no, 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 the area is fifty thousand, which would imply a radius of twenty five, wouldn't it? No, the radius is fifty. It shines for fifty thousand light years from the beacon. Oh, okay. So the radius uh, uh, okay. from so now the that we center to the, the edge is the fifty thousand light years. Math. Out of the way. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all the well, are we gone. confident in all those numbers that we God, gave? No. Is, <laughs> Although we need to call NASA and just confirm. <laughs> <laughs> About 40Ks. <laughs> Galaxy. Yeah. We need to run some estimates. If we shoot up a psychic beacon, NASA, <laughs> how far would you be able to <laughs> see. see it? Also, since you're shooting up the psychic beacon, wouldn't only one person see it? Like, what if... What if you're the, the below psychic, the plane? No, the psychic beacon's on Earth. It, Earth is rotating, must, so the beacon's rotating. spinning, like, really, really fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is fucked. The science works out, Mark. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. Uh, but let's talk about the origins of the Astronomicon project. Yeah, so in M30, before the Great Crusade had been launched, the Emperor uh, drafted a sizable portion of Terra's population and a huge number of tech priests to build the Forbidden Fortress. I, I think it was more than half. I think it was more than half of Terra's population. Sure, that, that would be sizable. It's also right after the Unification War, so <laughs> there's not a lot going on on Terra after all that. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. It's so a it's, huge employment program. Yeah. That's right. He's trying, to, he's trying to rebuild the economy. <laughs> Smart man. It's like the New Deal. It's the new New Deal. <laughs> probably less damaging <laughs> i don't know uh, guarantee yeah. guys invest in psychic socks <laughs> that's that's the future yeah that's right uh this structure the forbidden fortress is, was the largest structure on terra until the imperial palace was built and how big mm. is the imperial palace uh a continent size it's a continent so this is slightly not as large yeah. as a continent when we get more into the details which i will do right now <laughs> <laughs> well that's a change of pace <laughs> no 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 it's coming soon next episode <laughs> no let's do it now oh my God. uh it was built on the Hil- himalayan mountains mm. and like it's presumed that the entire himalayan mountain range is now this place because mm. it's such a large structure um from the outside the mountain range is unchanged uh, but the fortress extends deep into the earth, hollering out the mountains. Yeah, so as opposed to going up, yeah. as many things in 40K do, this one seems to go around and down. But the mountains, they look the same. Their majestic beauty is untouched, which is really important in For the yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the chamber of the Astronomicon resides on the highest peak of the mountains and is visible as a half-giant dome. So is that on Mount Everest? It's the highest peak in the Himalayas. Isn't Everest in the Himalayas? I don't know. I'm not a. I know it's in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> so, I know so that much. There. I'm not a so, Himalaya guy. 
I'm a Mike is a fact checker. I'm a up. I can hear like the minute <laughs> we like, like, question happens is like tap 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 tap. Uh, well, yeah, it's in the Himalayas. The reason yeah. so that you don't know it's Mount Everest is because sure, how much nuclear war has happened sure. since then. <laughs> it's just this little hilltop now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is not nearly as epic as I was imagining. Yeah, <laughs> the country with the second largest mountain is like fuck that place. Launches <laughs> <laughs> a nuke. Now we got the largest mountain. It's a race to the is bottom. It, <laughs> is it K two? Is that or Kilimanjaro? Isn't oh, the second highest? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I who cares? Mount Fuji. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. okay well. uh, but the chamber is on the tallest peak in the Himalayan mountain range. Um, and the surface of the dome is covered by 10,000 seats facing inwards, but those may or may not have been included with the original construction of the Astronomicon. And yeah. we'll get to that definitely later. Yeah. There are city-sized generators around the fortress capable of transmitting the power of the Astronomicon into space with massive cables connecting it directly to the Golden Thrones. So, city-sized generators, like an yeah. entire city, oh but it's so, a generator. Yeah. So you have the whole Himalayan mountain range, one building, then you got all <laughs> those around it. I like to think that there's either seven or nine cities like eight would have been the perfect number for the chaos gods right too. no no because oh. that would have just like made the perfect circle it was the right amount of power but the <laughs> emperor was like fuck that i'm not allowing uh, we're not making an eight star in here so he made either seven or nine ah, yes. seven if he was like well we got some resources yeah. that no slanish is six sorry my bad don't worry about seven it. Snurgle. don't don't worry about it baby girl <laughs> um but yeah those are massive i it's crazy to think of that uh, Sorry, hold on. Uh, the uh, the Golden Throne. Where is that located geographically? I w- in the Imperial Palace, right, way below it. Yeah, they say where the Imperial Palace is. Um, so just for this is not a Golden Throne episode. No, no, you I know, I know. Dumb I'm, bitch, hold, hold you on. dumb, dumb bitch. You, you just said it's connected. <laughs> they are yeah. connected. So it's my understanding that the Golden Throne is somewhere over Nottingham, Britain. I read somewhere once. Sure. So if that's true. <laughs> That is a long. They have like massive cables goes from running the Himalayas. From... I'll I'll let you know a little. Yeah, secret, but there's there, like is that is this mind-boggling to you? We literally right nowadays have cables no. lying the, across the, the entire yeah, ocean. Yeah, sure, but I mean when the you Imperial Palace Internet. Palace okay, is in Asia, fine. we'll just belittle forty k. The Imperial <laughs> Palace covers Asia, <laughs> so the Golden okay. Throne is below that. Okay, so it's not that far. We we did better with our internet. Yeah, clearly. Except the these, size of these conductors. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. Sure, there now are back cables. They're continent-sized cables. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so is it cool or is it? Or, it's impressive. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's impressive. Thank you. Yes. How could? Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, the forbidden quote unquote fortress is so important that even inquisitors and adeptus arbites judges uh, must receive invitations to enter. Yeah. So yeah. inquisitors, judges, they're not allowed in. Because it's a forbidden fortress. So, <laughs> that makes sense. It makes sense. Right in the name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you should have got that. <laughs> uh, and back in 30K, the Astronomicon was actually powered directly by the Emperor. Um, he was so powerful that he could provide the energy required while even out crusading. So even light years from the beacon source on Terra, he was still providing the psychic energy uh, and the will in order to power it and create this lighthouse. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. That's so, right. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no one's going to call him on it? We're just going to ignore it, eh? What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what did he call do? Call me out on it. <laughs> no. I don't no, care what you're doing. I'm gonna not going to do it. I'm not going to. Why? Go. You don't like being wrong? No. That's right. 
that. <laughs> no, no one's gonna. Okay, fine. We'll He's black it. now. We'll just, just ignore it. Yeah. Just let him be. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about uh, post heresy. Yeah, so after the emperor was lovingly and gently placed on the golden throne. That's right. <laughs> he was no longer capable of powering the Astronomicon. Uh, his power now went to keeping the webway portal closed. And that's a whole nother story for yes, a whole nother the time. the war within the webway. Yeah. Which I just recently read on Lexicanum and is really awesome. Mm-hmm. But oh. I, was, I was telling Mark, I was like, I can't believe I've never read this before. Like, <laughs> it's such an integral part of, mm-hmm. like, the whole horse heresy and mm-hmm. the Golden Throne. But Mark's like, ah, it's only a couple years old. And mm-hmm. I felt less bad. <laughs> You, you still felt like you I had still a successful felt, podcast. That's right. Lore. That, yeah, yeah, of like, course. No, I can do that. I am qualified for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have I got my certificates. Right here. <laughs> um, so now that the emperor cannot power it, uh, the administratum needed to find another power source. And I did find somewhere in here. Uh, I was actually just on a Reddit post. I was looking at other stuff. And it said somewhere that uh, Malkador was the initial suggester of this okay but after reading the war within the webway it doesn't really sound like malkador was the initial um like creator of this Why like, like some guy some guy said like no malkador it was always his intention yeah. to have uh other psychers power the astronomicon and not yeah. the emperor um but when uh like what am i trying to say Okay, so there's words. Yeah. They're flowing. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, like, I just, I don't remember a point ever where the, um, like, something happened that caused the Astronomicon, oh my god, I can't <laughs> say it, Astronomicon, Necrocon, yeah, <laughs> to, like, fail before this. There was no mm. need to put something else there, yeah. because it, yeah. it was nothing to the Emperor to do. And it's yeah. not like, like, they never were planning for him to die, Yeah, right? They were never planning well, for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> it was only during the heresy that they were yeah. that they were wondering that. And then for what the majority of the heresy, uh the emperor was stuck on the golden throne anyway, so. And so with regards to the intended purpose of this, is this something that the emperor would have wanted to keep going for like indefinitely or once the webway system is open, is that something that's like, okay, we're done with the astronomicon project, blah blah blah, done. Shove it under the carpet. Shove it under the mountains. Yes. <laughs> It comes pre-buried. <laughs> I, Just caves I would imagine that um, they would no longer want to use the Astronomicon because mm-hmm. the Emperor was very much like trying to keep the warp a secret. Yeah. And if every ship had to go through the warp, then it's yeah. not yeah. Really He was trying to remove the yeah. humanity's dependency on, on the warp. Yeah. And the way to do that is with the webway. Yeah. As yeah. soon as that's available, there's no reason to ever endanger yourself yeah. with, with that kind of travel. Okay. So. So, the Administratum, they need a new way to uh, source power for the Astronomicon. And this is where the Adeptus Astronomica. Astronomica. That's right. (laughs) Astronomican. Astronomica. The Adeptus Astronomica. The um, Administratum branch responsible for overlooking the chamber of the Astronomicon, as well as making sure that it's running. Um, so most likely they were created out of the Adeptist Astra Telepathica. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we don't have confirmation of mm-hmm. that, but the Astra Telepathica existed before the Adeptus 
ast- astronomical. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they work so closely together that it, it would make sense that yeah. one would come out of the other. The Adeptus Astra Telepathica is uh, a branch of the Adeptus that is in charge of gathering and like giving jobs to all the psychers in the in the galaxy. So they find them all. They so give black them a ships purpose. Come in. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're in charge of the black ships or if they actually if the black ships just deliver it to them. Yeah. But but they they get the psychers at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. To train they, them to be yeah, battle ready psychers or whatever. Are they in charge of astropaths? Um yeah, they would they, be. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. form the choirs and things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it is so this is the part where this the seats thing we think may or may not have come here. Um, if they had intended all along for other psychers to power the Astronomicon, the 10,000 seats covering the sphere make complete sense for them to do it initially. Yeah. If they hadn't planned for it and then now they were sensing their need for it, then it would make sense to install those seats now in the chamber yeah. of the Astronomicon. Yeah. So I, I think they definitely did it now because like the emperor already was going to use the webway that like he didn't yeah. plan on dying. There's no need to have these psychers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to add it. Like when you're like he believes like he's an infallible being. Like you don't need to plan for um, redundancies, yeah. right? Like <laughs> so, there was no need for him to to plan for it. So they add them in after when they realize Far the away. emperor can no longer uh, power it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens is ten thousand psychers of the Adeptus Astronomica sit on these chairs. Perfect. And they focus their uh, psychic might to the center of the dome and they create a ball of psychic energy that That's just right. floats. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That just floats in the middle of the dome. Um, then that power that's generated is directed by the will of the emperor. And this is what the cables are for. Yeah. The reason mm-hmm. the cables are connecting it to the golden throne, not yeah. for his psychic energy, but for his will, yeah. which is so crazy. How do they turn that into... Like a power. Anyway. It's all zeros and ones, my friend. <laughs> is it? It's all science. Uh, uh, all so science. the will of the emperor is transmitted through those cables, and then those cables go to the generators, and then it shoots a lighthouse into the warp. <laughs> and then those those generators help amplify uh, yeah. the psychic strength as well. I'm going to be honest with you guys. When, when we were doing the notes for this, like this was the most uh, hardest episode to write, I think. There's so much that, like, I thought happened that isn't true. Like, I always thought the Emperor was the one powering, like, the Astronomicon. Mm-hmm. It's not. like Yeah, not at all. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't devote one shred of his power to that. Yeah, and then, like, uh, just there's a bunch of stuff, like, even trying to get the dates right and stuff. Like, okay, so when the Emperor was on Crusade, who was powering the Astronomicon? Oh, he, he was doing it remotely but it never really said that but you could assume and yeah there's like a bunch of stuff where it was like holy moly there was i've i'm lost i've definitely (laughs) i'm scared had it wrong for a very long time and part of that is because i when i read the council of nikea and there's an excerpt in there which talks about um the nikea was like covered by like cloud and particulate and like you couldn't it was like really tough to get down to yeah, the it's planet. Yeah, like some volcanic volcanic planet. Yeah, and so the only way to get down to it was following the emperor's psychic beacon that he like pulsed out. And so to me it's like, well, very obviously that's a representation of his astronomicon. So he is clearly the astronomicon himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And forever I I thought that. And then it was only through reading this and like actually diving into this information I realized yeah. like no, like it's always on Terra. It's yeah. always been there. He's powering it. What we what they saw on Ikea was just a tiny little sliver of what the Astronomicon is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
which was cool. It, it's yeah. it's cool to find something that you're like, man, like I was really I wrong. Was, I was off. <laughs> and and I've been wrong about this for years. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, the psychers that channeled their, like the uh, psychers in that 10,000 rune chamber, they uh, channeled this power and I called the Chosen. And they are recruited from the Adeptus Astra Telepathica. Initially, they are called Acolytes and are trained to one day release their psychic powers in the chamber of the Astronomicon. Yeah, and that's another reason just why we think that like the Astronomicon and the Astra Telepathica are just so re- related. Yeah. It's they like they, they get, literally take them yeah. out of there. Yeah, every psyker that yeah, yeah they recruit. So mm-hmm. they are trained. Do they die? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Well, everyone dies. Do they not teach you this? Yeah. What are they teaching what? you in school? <laughs> what? You're dying. What? No. I'm dying? <laughs> yes. Uh, from what? I, I don't know. You're just dying. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> dying. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, they are trained for their psychic powers and the lore of the Astronomicon and also in philosophy. Cool. Yeah. So they're kind of just, they just hang out read some books they're very monastic this group like they wear specific color robes depending on their level yeah um but like they're also like it seemed very meditative yeah right and it's all about the mind and yeah yeah we we couldn't find anything about the lore of the astronomican but you can imagine that it's like how was it founded like you know thinking about like what would happen if it went out? Yeah, you know, like there's, there's definitely. I think there is hundred percent. There's that history aspect of it where they teach them like the origins and yeah. like this man struck the three million three hundred sixty-seven thousand six hundred thirty-four bolt in the astronomicon, <laughs> and this one struck the next one, right? Like, like they have to learn the whole history of it and, and the uh-huh. Forbidden Fortress. But it, like, knowing forty k. Yeah. Like it probably also has turned into something more mystical <laughs> yeah. than than just a bland history, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where their philosophy must enter in. I'm just hearing Gregorian chanting in my head. <laughs> 100%. Or like the opening to Halo. <laughs> Don't be a loser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, these guys that are just hanging out, um they hope one day to uh achieve an inner understanding of the universe and the nature of the warp. So they just are just studying, oh, opening they, their uh, opening their mind, training their psychic powers, yeah. wondering about their philosophies. And are they like Tibetan monks? Yeah, sure. sure. They're in the Himalayas. Oh, oh, that makes you wonder. Correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the history. Or they're doing it right now. <laughs> guy. God damn it. <laughs> so once these acolytes actually achieve this uh, state of almost like a transcendence. Uh, they have become chosen, capital C. Uh, their heads are shaved to prepare them for their neural implants, which we'll talk about. And they now reside in the hall of the Astronomicon, but they just continue to meditate as they await their duty. So just because you've reached the state doesn't instantly mean you're in the Astronomicon. There's a backlog. You know, like you've reached yeah. this state, you're ready to go in, yeah. and then you wait. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're placed in that chamber, and then they wait. But eventually, let's go to the people inside the chamber. So they're all putting their psychic might into something, into that ball. Into that psychic ball, yeah. And eventually, they give it all they have and they die. Yeah, it's like a trading of your life force um, for psychic energy. Yeah. Right? It just, it drains you, right? So uh, these guys, uh, so eventually one of them dies, 
Yeah. Right. And then they're like, chosen Mark, enter the chamber of the Astronomicon. <laughs> oh. And Mark says, yes, my philosophy is ready. <laughs> right? As he would. As he would. Uh-huh. And then, I have deep philosophy. Of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. He has all I the philosophies. All the understanding of the universe. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he's wearing his robe. You know, he does like one step and then uh, recites a catechism of the emperor and then takes another step. And uh-huh. it takes him a lot of steps to make it. There. But he does. He eventually makes it. And his head is already shaved uh, in preparation for this day. Uh, he goes. Some servitors come. They take some drills out, some loud sounds, drills put in his head, preparing him for his implants. He sits in the chair uh, in front of 9,999 other psychers, just like him, who are all staring intently at this ball. Oh, no, one of them just died, though. (laughs) (laughs) Chosen Christianus, prepare thyself. (laughs) And then as he sits in the chair, the neural implants come and just like a super like... um, uh, like the matrix, dream, so. like the matrix thing, oh, where yeah. like these mechadrites just come and slam into your brain <laughs> and then just start milking you. <laughs> human batteries. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what this is, right? Like yeah. they are a human battery powering the Astronomicon, <laughs> and then slowly, Mark's life force is drained away. Not even slowly. It only takes a chosen about two. Or three months yeah. to, to do this. That's not slow enough. <laughs> I was literally going to ask that next. But Two <laughs> to three months. Yeah. But I mean, like, if they would have lived an extra 60 years, that's a, I'd say that's a pretty short time. What do you mean is a pretty short time? Like the 60 years? No, like shortening their lifespan down to. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very short. Okay. That's very, very short. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Based on your tone. Like, no, you spend your entire life preparing for this and then it's it's over like that. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Just like sweet, sweet. What? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, they last two to three months in there and it's on average a hundred chosen die every day. They did it though. <laughs> they All the did kid. it. So Imperium it's ready safe. for Warp travel is safe. Let's we now. did it, boys. Okay. Let's do the math real quick. Hundred die every day. Three hundred and sixty-five. No, sorry, thirty-six thousand <laughs> five hundred a year. A year. So, which by the end of the year you have a thirty-six thousand five hundred have died. Okay, so I have a right. question. I'll say like Galaxy's when you have a full turnover 52. rate. Yeah. yeah. That's so required. the estimated number of chosen that have died over the past twelve thousand years. No, oh, fuck. Why do I always do twelve? It's more like eleven. Sure. It's more like 11,000. Sure. Times 11,000. Oh, est- my calculator doesn't even go that high. The <laughs> estimated Quick number math. of chosen that have died is 401,500,000. Which on the scope of the galaxy. To be fair, a lot of them. Period. Yeah. I mean, like they would have died of old age eventually. Fuck. In that span of time. <laughs> I mean. Obviously, they would have. That's, everyone dies, Christian. <laughs> we have told you this. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. So in my head, the black ships were always like, oh, frick, they're coming. Like, you're scared. You hide your children just in case they have like a tiny bit of like psychic. <laughs> And but like to me this seems like a very much like a dignified way of doing it. It was always to me in my head like they're getting pushed into a room at like spear kettle. <laughs> well, I'm sure that was happening. Yeah, like because psychers at a young age definitely cannot control themselves. Yeah, and then they spend like they could like a an acolyte could spend 50 years before he becomes a chosen like actually honing his psychic potential. Okay. But that initial like black ship definitely cattle prods into. Little. Do people know about the black? I ships? don't think people know. Yeah, they just come and start. People disappear, and they, people are like, "Oh, is it even like a disappearance thing?" Well, here's the thing, too. Or, it's like, if you're a psyker, chances are people are already wary of you. They're very religious. They're like, "Your kid's a witch. Probably should burn them." <laughs> for starters, 
So if you happen to have like progressive parents, you're like, no, my baby's not a witch. <laughs> I'm going to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. And then the black ship just kind of ominously shows up and then your baby's gone the next day. And or child or adults, depending like, when they show up. I'm looking at a quick overview of black ships. It doesn't look like they collect anything. What? What? They, uh, when a black ship nears a planet, its governor is instructed to prepare the customary levy. Oh, okay. Once the levy has been collected, the black ship captains make an initial evaluation of their cargo before proceeding to the next world. So it doesn't sound like well, okay. The black ships are like are actually taking people. people. They're yeah. just coming to collect, like how like a sure. tithe collector yeah. doesn't go around taking In like everyone's a specific houses. tithe. Yeah. They're yeah. just. The governor's responsible for that, right? Sure. Which makes sense because they also talk about like turning in, you know, rat out your neighbor if he <laughs> seems like he has psychic powers, like or is a mutant, right? Like they have a very heavy police state, so like it could be down to like the local constabulary to like that kid's a psyker, arrest him, and then they detain him and then send him up the chain. Oh, do that to you in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mark's probably pretty much a mutant. It's almost guaranteed. We'll be on the same, same ship together. In Ride the each other out. <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, I always I always thought like the black ships were something like a terrifying, mm-hmm. like hydro children, hydro wife. They <laughs> steal on every psyker out in here. Right? Like, but yeah, I should do some more reading on black ships. Eventually, obviously, we're going to do an episode. an episode on it. TM. TM, yeah. It'll come one day. But yeah, after that, like probably harrowing experience, like you get taken to a temple and like they probably instruct you and like start to discipline you. So you're not like a rogue. The biggest thing with psychers that everyone's scared of is like your unregulated power that could go off at any time or any minute. And that's where all the training comes. Right. Exactly. So then once that process starts, you're not, you're no longer like something that everyone is. Well, everyone is probably still scared of you generally, but like once you're within the temple, the temple is not scared of you because you're theirs. So to me, and I'm not sure if this is getting super out of scope of the episode, but then like what happens as far as like people who don't want to do it, like don't I, do I, I don't want to feed the like lighthouse battery. Like the, there's other psychers in the galaxy. I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like I, I'm sure they find what you're most suited for. Like some have a natural ability to cause destruction. So they're going to become primary mm. battle psychers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're guaranteed. Yeah. Well, when I say Primaris, not Primaris Marines, they have like... Oh, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. You, you don't just become a Space Marine. No, yeah. they have like Primaris. Uh, Imperial Guard regiments have like okay. uh, Primaris. Battle okay. Psychers, yeah. Battle psychers. They're almost like battle cool. wizards you take to the yeah. field. That's right. Yeah, and then there's also Astropasses, a bunch of different like places that you could send them depending on like their skill set. Like, okay, cool. Um, and on top of that too, it's like they probably see it as an honor to be chosen. That's why they have the title of chosen. Yeah. So it's like you're studying. But that only like, comes at the end. Right. But that could be right. something you aspire towards. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you yeah. know what? Like all it's a goal. All, though, it would be a pretty, pretty okay life. Oh, it would be very cushy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, very yeah very you just cushy, study yeah. and think like compared to the rest of the Imperium, <laughs> right? it's not so bad. Sure. You are going to have three months of a shitty time, but. <laughs> but. <laughs> but even that. Who not, knows? Like, not everyone becomes chosen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You that's could die true. of old age before you get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, not no, even no, no. that. Eric, tell us what happens <laughs> when they do not uh, become a chosen. Like those that actually fail to become chosen, um, they instead just become the teachers and instructors of the Adeptus Astronomica. No, I refuse. So those are like the, like they're shepherding in the new people and teaching the philosophy and the lore of the Astronomicon and teaching them how to like hone their powers are just other students. Those that who have, can't do teach. I was literally going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> oh, man. 
How many of them are intentionally like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not ready to be chosen <laughs> <laughs> for this, guys? I, I think it's very possible that that's a thing, but I think it's also like they're so brainwashed oh, sure. in this that sure. like technically to be chosen, you have a greater status than the leader of the whole Adeptus Astronomica. Hmm. Like who sits on the High Lords of Terra? Like yeah. you have a higher level of honor and respect than a High Lord of Terra in that regard. Within hmm. this Forbidden Fortress, okay. Obviously that <laughs> yeah. obviously that doesn't translate. Well, respect outside, if no one knows give a rip about you. <laughs> Yes, yeah. But I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, like amongst it's your peers, so and stuff. elevated. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's like cool. that's why I say it's like probably something that they're indoctrinated to believe is something yeah. to well, work. I mean, there's like mental conditioning. There's drug conditioning. Like they they could just brainwash you psychically. Like there's so many ways <laughs> to make someone comply. The best brainwashing the is self brainwashing, Eric. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like with a, you just scrub your own brain, or no? It's indoctrinating yourself, <laughs> choosing to believe. Oh, it's Inception. You got to make him think it was their That's idea. Right. <laughs> I made Christian think that was that idea. Oh, that it was himself who actually thinks that it's the best way to indoctrinate himself. Eric, you're gonna end no, up on the when bl- I would say that's right. Is that that's right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. Just you're gonna end up sure. on the black ship alongside me and Mark. Pretty quick here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one, I guess I kind of already said this, but there is a member of the uh, uh, Adeptus Astronomica that is a High Lord of Terra, yeah, and he is called the Master of the Astronomicon. Yeah. So yeah, they have a lot of pull for oh, sure. Of course, they're responsible yeah. for making sure that like they're just as important to space travel as navigators are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, there are too. the choirs communicate. That's something else. That's different. What? That's astropath. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You dumb, dumb <laughs> bitch. Did you actually he, he know that? Everything I believe is wrong. What? <laughs> no, he's messing. Is with the us. emperor still real? <laughs> he's messing with us. Um, there are almost no non-psychers within the adeptist astronomica. The only ones that are are hereditary servants. So this, this is like staff. Yeah. Yeah. This staffs. goes back to they have a pretty good life. They have yeah. staff waiting on them. Yeah. Yeah, but those are also the people, the same people of, that have been their servants, like the same family and like lines for 11,000 years. They don't take in new non-psychers at yeah. all. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, They're probably pretty freaky looking. <laughs> well, no, just just think of how big that fortress is. Yeah. No, think no. of how it's many huge. people it yeah. takes to run that. Yeah. Like a small it's country a, at that it's point. It's probably a continent. <laughs> we, we talked last episode about how many like pairs you need for oh, yeah. genetic stability and... 126 people yeah, apparently i've yet to test yeah, it i'm just gonna come on it with some rats but i'll let you guys know should use bunnies <laughs> no nah, they breed faster there's just something and about you can eat so much <laughs> oh <laughs> that's weird i know that's why i use rats <laughs> um so honestly like that pretty much covers the astronomicon <laughs> yeah yeah there's not a lot to it there's not a lot, but it was a lot of it was a lot of information that I didn't know. It was, yeah, and a lot of information that people constantly get wrong, for sure. Me included. Yeah, I got. Yeah. But now I will not, never, never again. I will never again get this information <laughs> wrong. How 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 long are we at right now? I don't know. I don't know how to read. That. We're at one thousand three hundred and eighty-one okay. seconds. Nope. I don't know what that means. I just <laughs> units. Yeah, you thirteen eighty-four units. Probably we, is seconds. No, we do have not. a couple other topics here. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Any of you guys have any things about Anything the to add about the Astronomicon? Outside of the topics that we are, are going to be mentioning. 
I got I got some good questions for the end where it's just like Tales of the Warp type oh, t- conjecture oh, stuff. So we're gonna do a Tales of Warp this episode. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I got a question that okay. may end in okay. debate. Okay. Well, let's do the rest of the notes then. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about the failings of the Astronomicon because there are a couple things that are no no breno no 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 bueno no breno. Si, yeah. senor. Mm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's my word. So, Actually, I stole that from Brant, <laughs> and he's. I don't know. He was like, "That's right, baby girl." Or something. Oh. <laughs> Who knows of that man? Yeah, he just he just coughed right now. <laughs> <laughs> These fuckers are talking about me. So let's talk about the Noctris Aterian, or <laughs> as some other people would call it, the Noctis Eterna. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> not no, I'm not playing this game. I, I know it. <laughs> if you can take words from Brant, I can too. <laughs> you what? said Noctris Eterna, and what did you say? <laughs> Noctis Eterna. What did I say? Bitch. Oh. <laughs> no, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. <laughs> <Either way. laughs> um, so the Noctis Eterna was during the formation of the Cicatrix Maledictum. Ooh. This was the 13th Black Crusade of Abaddon, the moment when Cadia exploded and this massive warp scar opened mm. throughout the galaxy. <laughs> um, and Terra actually the Astronomicon went out on Terra for 33 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, um, which effectively halts space travel. Yeah, so it's also called um, the blackness or the days of binding. And something that's really interesting, I find, is that there's like time dilation. And I think this is like... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so on some planets... So first of all, yeah. on Terra, it's 33 days. Yeah. On other planets, it was less than 33 days. It's <laughs> 40K! And then in others, it's like... St- I, th- I think I read somewhere that some plants it's still happening. Maybe that's just the stars yeah. nope. getting in the way and they can't see it. No, for sure. Like yeah. it's still dark on some it's planets like so and it's, that's a 200 years if later. You have like a planet like trapped in the Cicadictus maledictum, like surrounded by like warp space. Like they have their own pocket of time compared to everything else yeah. outside. Like, yeah, it's, it's a wild time. Yeah. But it's, it's also, I believe effectively cut off the entire North, uh, well, what what's the new imp- the Imperium that Dante is in Dark charge Imperium? of? The Imperial, Imperial Nihilist. Nihilist. Yes. The Imperium Nihilist that Dante is in charge of on the eastern side of the Gork's Grin, they, <laughs> they don't have Astronomicon at all. Yeah. Though they can't see it at all. So space travel for them is fucked. Yeah. Mm. Like they're yeah. screwed. Yeah. Although I think, isn't this when... I want to say Reboot did like a whole crusade during some of this. Yeah, yes. he did, but yeah. there's still no way to like he can't the light. Yeah, he can't fix this problem no, unless no. he gets rid of the the warp <laughs> in the middle of but the galaxy. They can still make the short jumps. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Course. To me, it's so cool that even during like all this crap happening, that they're still able to take like a little bit of ground here and there, and they're well, able to do some that's stuff. The, that's thanks to the navigators being able to make those five year jumps. They can make a five-year jump without any help. Any difficult. They, and they can make long ones, too. They can. It's just more risky. risky. It's yeah. way riskier yeah. as opposed to if they had the Astronomicon, yeah. but, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, yeah. So the, the rumor is that when the Cicatrix Maledictum happened and the Noctis Aeterna happened is that the Emperor actually died. Yeah. And the rumor is that that's why the Astronomicon went out is because he actually died and stopped putting his will towards it yeah in those moments and to those people i say wrong oh <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry I, I had no idea yeah <laughs> i didn't know you felt that way Mark. Like, i'll do my best to be better 
Be better with your life choices. I'll do my best to be better. <laughs> um, why, why do you think that's wrong? Oh, I don't. I just... The, the light comes back on. How would it he come back on? He could have died and then his spirit in the warp started it. Oh, sure. Sure. So, yeah. I don't know. This this could very easily turn into like a conjecture on the Emperor. Like, there's so many different directions this could go. It's like he died and then he became a warp being and then he was fighting off chaos for 33 days and then came back. Or... He just took his vacation days this year. Oh, <laughs> he, he's been storing the for 10,000 years. Yeah. like, yeah, month <laughs> vacation. <laughs> it also could just be like um, the Adeptus Astronomica found a way around using him. Like, yeah. he was initially hooked up to the throne because they thought they needed it. And then it goes dark, and they're like, we've got, like, we have to fix this. So and it took him 33 exactly. days to find a solution. If, sure. if you believe this story sure. that the Emperor is dead, sure. then it's a very easy workaround. Mm-hmm. Send um, us- the Webway Portal, though, that's more... I'm, I'm usually not super big in, like, the conspiracies and stuff, but <laughs> having said The Emperor that, did 9-11. <laughs> send, oh, us, send us why you guys think... Uh, the emperor is dead in this span of time and what could have happened because I don't want to go searching for it. So that then, just leads me down a dark path. Before you know it, 33 days I've been missing. <laughs> and then he's dead because if I don't see him every four days, yeah. he's probably dead. Exactly. So you specifically only want their reasons why he would be dead or would you want the reasons why he might be alive? Either or, or just but specifically about this portion of time. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think happened? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to know about the sensei children and all that kind of stuff. I do. Sensei. <laughs> yes, Sensei. Fuck. Fuck. Teach, me your, teach me your wisdom, Sensei. <laughs> it's like uh, Dwight from The Office. <laughs> talking to his Sensei on the phone. <laughs> That's a pretty good episode. Anyways. Uh, let's talk about another potential bad thing about the Astronomicon, and that's Tyranids. <laughs> so there is... Uh, it was rumor, but now it's confirmed pretty much that um, the light or sound or smell or taste of the Astronomicon is actually drawing the Tyranids towards Terra. Yeah. And that is no bueno, as Mark would say. <laughs> yes. Um, like a moth to a lamp. Yeah, exactly, mm. which pretty much is bad. because oh, they're bugs. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> they should turn, build a giant bug zapper and just let them come. <laughs> <laughs> just like cage Terra. <laughs> In a big electric. <laughs> That would be overloaded. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty bad. That's that's a bad time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just slowly working their way towards feeding, getting distracted by food, obviously, yeah. and all their gene stealer cults. But um, yeah. they're, so when they reach Terra, what happens? Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's political. Uh. Uh, man, could you imagine if like all six like of the strong high fleets just all Converge. converged on Terra oh at the gosh. same time. Terra would lose. No, you just detonate Jupiter and end it. I don't know. What? Dude. Giant gas ball. Uh, you detonate Jupiter, which is like would be such a tiny blip even within our own like yeah. solar system. Okay. So detonate the sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, our even sun's that tiny compared a, to everything yeah. else. Like it's so small. Detonate Earth. <laughs> now we're cooking our <laughs> gas. That's right. <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, I think that Terra would lose in a heartbeat if they all decided to go to Terra at the same time. We'd find out uh, how bad the custodies really are. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. That is a slight we will not stand for, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Nathan to hear that. 
Um, yeah. So that that's so that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. That and yeah. So the light can go out, and that causes just havoc across the entire galaxy. Like if ships can't travel, it's just everything's fucked. So is the cure for the Tyranid like onslaught? Basically, just turning off the astronomical. The there we go. Number done. <laughs> I mean, that's like the simplest thing that I yeah. can think of. Save but they're still in the galaxy, though. Yeah, yeah. That's but true. it would it would make it so maybe their goals were different and changed, and or they might know. just disperse and they're you know, easier to take on. Divide and conquer. Yeah. So we got to launch Terra outside <laughs> of the galaxy. <laughs> okay, so they chase it into the <laughs> legit, legit. You just you just have like a massive arc ship, kind of like the um, the Eldar, and then you yeah. just send it out into the void, mm-hmm. and then you just. You just have them produce like their own little beacon, mm-hmm. draw them away. Well, there we go. We've solved it. All the emperor does is he guides <laughs> it. So all you need is just a bunch of psychers and you're good. Perfect. We solved it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we fixed it. If only we were on the High Lords of Terror. <laughs> See? They Man. wouldn't need a council of 12. They, Maybe yeah, we, we would council be. Council of four. <laughs> That's right. Well, Council of Three. We also detonated Jupiter at the same time. <laughs> Just it was our first. It was our first that into like the, fine print. We had like a plan. We had like a fifty-point plan to like create this ship and put a yeah. you know a chamber of the Astronomicon on it, and then like in like point. 35 subsection b section 5 and it goes all the way down there's just a tiny little thing it's like also we <laughs> and some it's sur- integral to the plan some administrator going through this is like i guess we're detonating jupiter <laughs> like that's it um and then there's there's one more kind of failing that we this isn't really a failing sure but uh that sounds like something a failure would say. <laughs> okay. okay. It, it could have replaced the Astronomicon. Yeah. It would have sure. rendered the Astronomicon redundant. Yeah, sure. If they could have... Uh, if they had kept it. Kept it and learned how to actually use it and replicate it. So let's talk about it. It's called the Pharos. And apparently I've heard that our didact is an expert yeah. on this piece I of Xenos tech. In fact, some said... That's the only reason. This is literally the only reason he, he's here. Yeah. As he pulls out his phone, searching for one last piece of information before we turn the episode over to him. All right. Gather around, children. I want <laughs> to tell you a story from my book. <laughs> <laughs> the life and times of Christian. Um, so the Pharaohs, uh, way back during the Horus Heresy. I forget what planet it was on. If anyone can look that up real quick, that would be helpful. Um, four. But it's within, it's in the galactic east, <laughs> in the McCraig, uh, or no, in the Ultramar segmentum. Ultima? Ultima segmentum. You know what? You're, you're losing you, the You character. do this. <laughs> okay, anyways. It so, was discovered on Sotha. Sotha, yes. So it is actually a Xeno technology. Uh, it's unknown who built it. There's rumors that it could be of Necron origin or of Old One origin. Uh, and really, it's unsaid, so it could be even a race we've never heard of before. Mm, like um, the Sothians. Sothians, yeah. yes. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the strongest evidence people think is Necron, though, for sure. Um, there's debate. The Anyways. Re- yeah, sure. Yeah, or, no, 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 go for it. It's yeah. biotech. Right. And the Necron are not, not biological. biological at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, just, it, it's implied that it's got like, uh, it's like alive almost. Um, so during the Horus Heresy, there's massive warp storage, storms raging, and it's kind of similar to how the Cicatrix Maledictum of now 
uh, the warp storms pretty much broke up the galaxy, cut off communication. McCraig was separate from Terra and couldn't see the light of the Astronomicon. Um, so the Pharaohs served as a secondary lighthouse and actually projected a very similar psychic energy into the warp that people could see. Mm-hmm. And that began to attract ships. Um, should I kind of delve into the whole Imperium Secundus kind of stuff? No, no, no. 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 Okay. That's too much. So essentially, Goleman, who is in the Ultima Segmentum, uh, is running his own thing. And they're using this to get any survivors. They don't know what happened. They don't know if mm-hmm. Terra is destroyed. They're assuming that maybe they are. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we're going to start attracting survivors here uh, using this lighthouse. The horse heresy is already in full swing. Everyone already knows, like, horses betrayed them. The war is full on currently. Um, so they send a former iron warrior who's now working with the loyalists, Dantioch, um, to begin like exploring this machine to find out what it is, what it does, how it works. Cause really they don't know. They're just like, Oh, just yeah. projecting a light. We don't know where it comes from. We don't know even what it does beyond that. Yeah. Um, so the second function that it has it actually serves as a communication device. Um, they can project themselves and communicate interplanetarily within the system. Um, so it's pretty useful. And especially during these dark times, um, and then different ships start showing up out of the, like the chaos of like the warp storm. So you have like yeah. dark angel ships, you have like all kinds of random groupings, um, from the war. Now, the other thing it attracts though is enemies and the night Lords end up also seeing this light and heading towards it. Um, essentially ends up being a big battle for the device, um, yeah, because the trade marines still need a way to jump around the warp, too. Yeah, like, they're all going to fight for this. It's yeah. a pretty valuable strategic asset. Um, however, during the... F- or just before the fight, um, they discover that you can actually use the device to teleport as well. Um, it somehow is attuned... And by device, it's like a, it's a structure. Like, you can be inside it. Yeah. Um, and it's attuned to people's emotions. And when they're desire to I, I don't know i can't explain it but like warp science warp science yeah, yeah. so like what it's it's based on it's your emotions magic. <laughs> and it, if you want to be somewhere else it will teleport you to that place yeah crazy um, so does it open like a warp portal and you just like step through like a doorway so when i read the book it's been a while since i read it um essentially the first time they discover this i'm, I'm spoilers for uh whatever that book was Unremembered Empire. Yeah, Unremembered Empire. Anyways, um, so what happens is uh, the Primarchs, uh, Lionel Johnson and Gulliman, are actually fighting against uh, Night Haunter. And one of the Space Marines who's watching this through the communication methods that the uh, Pharaohs provides, um, he wants to get into the action. Um, and he like wants to go save his primary very, very brave marine yeah Three <laughs> fighting, fighting and he's like oh i can do something <laughs> <laughs> um and then he's so he's standing right beside dantioch and they're communicating with the primarchs while they're fighting and then uh the marine like it just it describes more his desire to be there and then all of a sudden he's there um and Crazy. very quickly gets his ass handed to him <laughs> <laughs> one would imagine yeah um, but so it doesn't really describe how it happened. It's sure. describing like his feelings and desire to be there. And all of hmm. a sudden it's like, he's not standing beside Antioch anymore. And he's in the middle of like 
this fight. Crazy. Um, so I don't know how it actually functions and what its relation to the war. Uh, yeah, is I doubt even. anyone even. And it's probably intentional. Yeah, big, and that right? that's yeah. part of it too, right? Sure. They're trying to discover as much as anyone else is to yeah. how it all works. Um, anyways, essentially what happens is the night lords end up attacking it because they want to secure it. Yeah. Um, and the loyalists decide that it's, I don't know. I can't remember again. It's been a while since I read it. What you had one job. I know. And I didn't do it. (laughs) Um, but anyways, they decided that they would destroy the Pharaohs instead of letting it fall into enemy enemy hands. hands. Um, so essentially what happens is, um, Dantioch overloads it and it flares out yeah um kind of a side note if i may uh (laughs) some of the loyalist loyalist marines that end up going there to protect it are ultramarines uh companies because it's you know all the ultraman legion but one of them is the nova i think uh the 90th nova company which you might know as the nova chapter in the future that they'll become and the other one i forget what the group is but they eventually become the size of the emperor yeah and that becomes their base of operations like forty thousand years later on a pile of ten thousand years later. forty thousand years later no no no, you got it right no no no. <laughs> ten thousand my bad <laughs> um yeah so just a cool side note if you're a fan of either of those chapters they go to defend it as like ultramarine companies and then eventually they when they become their own chapter anyways <laughs> <laughs> I like um, listening to you ramble. The, it's like knows. it's like talking to your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's bad. He does the same thing. I get so frustrated. I'm Anyways, I'm I know. a fan of you guys and your clan. You're staring at me with your doughy eyes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's like doughy is in like Pillsbury Doughboy yeah. eyes, he's or little, like little star ears. He likes pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I got a doughy body, not doughy. Ah, sorry. Yeah. No, your body is made of pizza, and your eyes are made of deer. Okay, let's move on. Anyways, uh, the interesting thing about all this is when Dantioch overloads the Pharaohs, uh, it goes out like a bright flash it's a burst yeah Yeah. um because it's overloaded like a surge of electricity oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but what happens is that it describes that it catches the attention of a collective of beasts out in the cold of the galaxy which is heavily implied to be the tyrants okay so this is like moths to a lantern exactly so this like is sewing that to rumor a flame. that eventually is later on confirmed no like it's literally written in the book to um that you it like catches that? the attention like, i forget how it describes it but it describes it as a great devourer yeah but this is this is it's the whole, which is the yeah, epithet it, it's definitely tyrants, tyrants, but yeah. you kind of described that it was like confirmed in more recent so thing this, this is, is what drew them to the galaxy yeah because this was a massive psychic beacon and now so then they're moving towards oh us. yeah yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like well that initial thing is gone, gone. but the astronomicon it's exists right and now yeah. we're drawn okay. towards that so the interesting thing okay. is um because tyranids are extra galactic they yeah. weren't in our galaxy prior to this and that's what initially drew them from like the mm-hmm. deep of space or okay. wherever they came from towards this galaxy and then from there they just they, kind of flashed and onto the, the Tyranids have entered our galaxy directly from this planet, so they were drawn to this planet, and that's why the sides of the Emperor is important because they were one of the first chapters to get decimated by the Tyranid high fleets. Oh my god! And oh, uh, decimated. I'm sad now. Yeah, they're still around, but they were like horribly mauled. What do you want from <laughs> me? 
Romans and Roman times. Is that Anyways, what did, did they lose? Did they lose one tenth? Yes. No. Okay. Decimation. Fine. If you want to be <laughs> precise, Eric. Fuck. <laughs> In the weeds. <laughs> okay. I'm Anyways. Yeah. So the Tyrants actually attack from that area and hit those planets first. Okay. So they were drawn directly to that yeah. point. We did it. And that's all I studied. <laughs> but, yeah. The cool thing about the Pharaohs is that. If we if we had had the way to like replicate it, to reverse engineer it, to yeah. reproduce it, hundred percent we would have just got rid of the yeah, astronomicon. Yeah, like it's even self- like the Webway project. Like if you can just literally teleport. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, I yeah, I think it can teleport you anywhere, but I can't remember exactly what the parameters around. That almost seems too dangerous to have. Like, cause like if you have those on like thousands of planets, so that you can go everywhere and anywhere at any time. Like that's yeah. that's one enemy gets. Hello, that. assassin. Yeah, I think that's also what maybe might have been the impetus to destroy it, and not as opposed to let it yeah. fall yeah. to chaos. Yeah, but I can't remember. Yeah, exactly apparently there was like out. like a cache of like Xenos tech. Um, that Gilliman like sent them to destroy like an entire cache like yeah. tons and tons of Xenos tech so they weren't even looking at it, and then the Pharos yeah. was just one of them yeah crazy yeah so there could have been some really cool really stuff juicy in there. stuff yeah just imagine like an individual teleporter like on your ship it only teleports you to the bathroom that's right <laughs> <laughs> I'll take and it. to the fridge <laughs> just it teleports your we could eliminate the need for stairs in any home yes that's my wow. favorite that's this my is the favorite. future wow the high lords of terror once again come up with a brilliant solution to to the staircase problems <laughs> the staircase. stairs are dangerous the staircase project <laughs> that is our second edict <laughs> All stairs are for to be removed from all imperial houses. We also, believe we in rats. Venus. Also, <laughs> Venus is gone. That shit is no more. That one is Mark's doing. He slipped that one in there. Fuck you, Venus. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's uh. That's it. That's, a, that's yeah. it. You that's got a, some questions, that's a wrap, like, uh, boys. Okay. So it's it's it, it's definitely more emperor centered, and so I was thinking that it would kind of. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was too far away, and then Eric was implying I should get closer. <laughs> and now he implied I should deep throat the mic. If you can. I mean, I'm just, if you want. I'm not talking about wearing um, gag reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> so initially, like, before I'd gone through all the notes and done research and stuff, I had this question, and then I kind of realized as we were going over this and remembered that, like, it's more emperor-focused, and because... Like it, it seems really astronomicon tied because I thought that the major drain on him was the astronomicon. Yeah, but it's actually holding like the webway at bay and stuff. So yeah, it is off topic. But if you're cool, yeah, uh, yeah. So and now, oh gosh, Eric, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I just wanted to have a little tongue kinship with Christian. Gross. <laughs> God, leave me alone, guys. Stop shaming me. Stop king shaming me. <laughs> my God. All right, the emperor. We were talking about the emperor. But yeah, so in my head, the major drain on him was the Astronomicon. So then it was going to be like, if he didn't have that burden on him for X amount of time, yeah. could he come back? Could like, could he like build up his stores yeah, like, like walk like, off the throne? Yeah, because he's too busy listening to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> Malkador, strongest human psyker at the time. Ever. Uh, yeah, ever. Maybe Thousand Sons Primarch. They're not um, human. 
that's true. Okay. So strongest human ever. He he dies in a matter of was it minutes or something like that or mortally wounded uh, uh, within enough time for the emperor to go on a vengeful spirit and fight. Oh, okay. So, so it was hours longer probably, than minutes, but whatever that like the time. The was, book the yeah. books aren't out yet. Okay. But like it, it's clearly a very draining thing and so like if the emperor didn't have that burden could he regenerate his flesh? Could he step up? Could, I don't know, Call get involved and throw some stakes on his skeleton to jumpstart the process? Like, what <laughs> what would it take for the Emperor to be able to bring himself back without that drain? The Do you think it's possible? The strong hand of somebody at Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the balls to write it down. Because yeah. I, I don't think no, no, the Emperor it, should wake up, no, lore-wise. No, it's, it's a very interesting question, yeah, like, because... All his energy is going into holding the webway portal closed, so Which he can't re- rejuvenate himself. Is that yeah. even his energy at this point? Is he dead? Has he been dead all along? No, is Who it knows? like <laughs> there's psychers getting sacrificed to him every day to replenish his energy. So I don't even know if it's his own energy that's powering this or if he's just the, the taking tool. the psychers. He's yeah. just the tool and his will is what's doing it. And so then if even then, if you just keep the sacrifices going and remove that burden off the end, I don't no, think he's we need to triple the sacrifices. <laughs> we need to do I don't think he's he's like enough of a person to remember anymore. He's been directing like he's been focusing on two things for 10,000 years. Thing one. Bang in the farm. That's room. right. <laughs> Thing two, two. Finally getting some vacation time in this damn place. No, uh, he's been focusing on projecting the Astronomicon, and he's been focusing on keeping the webway shut. Mm-hmm. And I think anything else that like drifts away from him is like a stray thought. Like, there's a lot of people who are who say like they get a vision of the Emperor or anything, but yeah, it it seems to me that it would make more sense less that he is like individually reaching out and more that like slippages of his power are traveling and being attracted across the galaxy. And then the people see what they want. It, it just makes more sense than he's actually involved in your individual life. No. And I don't think the emperor gives a rip about the minutia of, I don't think imperials. he can anymore. Cause uh, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, go ahead. There, there's debate. That's all. Like, we don't know. You don't know that. I don't. No, I don't. I know. (laughs) Did the emperor come to you in a vision, Mark? Did he tell you? Oh, yeah. I've had fever dreams. (laughs) No, your fever dreams have to do with chaos gods. It's a little different. Slanesh. (laughs) Once again, thank you for joining me in my dreams. (laughs) Slanesh is learning from Mark. (laughs) (laughs) What depravities have you for me today, Mark? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You ever seen rabbits fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shit's gross. <laughs> Slanesh. Oh. Wow. Turned into a cesspool real quick here. It always does. Real quick. Um, okay. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's tough. Life? It's well, tough. there's just so much unknown about the Emperor's, yeah. like... I prefer the quantitative, like, what is it actually, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know. He's on there. How much, like, people go and say they have conversations with him. Do they actually have, like, real conversations with him? Is there a voice? Is it disembodied? Is it a psychic voice Mm -hmm. in your brain? Are they just self Are they just imagining it? Is it just being in his presence and you just think what it is you'd want to hear? Mm -hmm. It could be anything. Any number of things. Until we actually step into the throne, that golden throne room. Which I don't think they ever should. Yeah, episode uh, 
Three ninety nine is the Golden Throne. And... God, if we ever make it that far, they probably will release a book. That <laughs> yeah, I think they're just now they've stated that they're releasing the thirteen book series on like, the final days of the Horse Heresy. I think, I think it's, it's only more. nine. No, it's only nine. It's only nine. Pretty oh. sure. Ooh, that's a relief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they have put a limit on it. Yeah, like when I started the Horus Heresy, I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be like a 20. 10, 20 season. <laughs> yeah, even twenty series. would be wild, actually. Yeah. yeah now that I I said a I low bu- number compared to what it was, like twenty seems low compared to what they did, but even twenty is so high. Yeah, like what other twenty book series do you read? Yeah, yeah. Wheel of Time. <laughs> oh, Eric them. wasn't even listening. Wait, I'm, I'm listening. Wheel of Time. How, <laughs> how many books is it? Fifteen. 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 Okay. okay. Uh, eight. Yeah. Eight volume. An eight volume mega series. Oh, wow. Oh, it. but mega series. That's oh. right. So what the fuck was the horse? <laughs> <laughs> A waste know. of time is what it was. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. That that pissed me off. So I started buying all the books. I'm like, yeah, any minute they're gonna get into it. <laughs> any minute. And I think How I, many I years stopped later? around book twenty nine or something like that. Once it oh hit the thirties, I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh my gosh, it's been thirteen years since they started writing a horse. <laughs> I know. Heresy. I re- like I remember like when it came out and like Mark and I like started making a horse heresy army. Remember? Oh, I remember. Yeah. I I had the blank because I was reminiscing. <laughs> like, yeah, that was when our friendship was. Good. That was what the good times. Yeah, yeah. Now you have children, you love them oh, more than me. Oh, but Christian, there's limited editions available, and there's only twenty five hundred copies, so you should probably buy one. I need to buy. They are limited. Edition. I need to buy twenty five hundred copies. What? The limited edition, which means at some point you won't be able to buy them, and <sighs> I know that just tickles your penis. I I don't I don't see that being an actual thing. Like, there's no way. This is, this is what these are going to be their best, like most lucrative books. This is them just like no. This is just a limited edition version. Oh, version. of the different thing. cover. Yeah, oh, okay. yes, different yeah. cover. It actually looks pretty slick. <laughs> oh, hardcover, a little bit glossy, some shiny stuff on. Oh, uh, it's like a full leather hardcover. It, it looks like a really old school book. There's like oh, yeah, a really, really simple slick. like star nice. on it, which is really cool. Do they all look like that? And How much different is titles this on is the I think this is question. just the first book, okay. The Solar War, I think it's called. How much is it? Uh, uh, money, I'm assuming. Dollars? Pounds, Eric. It's in pounds. Uh, no, I don't think it has a price. It's Yet. priceless. It'll be available <laughs> on the Black Library website from 10 a.m. GMT. Uh, it's probably already sold out. Because they released this, what, yesterday? Oh, yesterday. So that means today it would have gone on Get sale. your credit card. Get it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool, though. It's, it's a nice cover. Um, it's probably not worth the extra price that it would cost as limited edition. Not but when it's you a can nice literally cover. just print your own. <laughs> That's literally how books work, right? Yes. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever been right about books. <laughs> Oh man! All right, we done. I'm done. I think so. I'm done. I got nothing else to say yeah. about the astronomical. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, though, if there is something that we have missed, if there's something that you think was added, if there's if you think there's something we got wrong, um, obviously let us know. Obviously, we're not perfect. I mean, I am, but the rest of the hosts aren't, and they've all contributed to a blow little up. bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah send us a message obviously uh you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram we're kind of blowing up on instagram right now it's going really fast oh it's all due to my uh Is hobby time streams. with mark i don't think so you know those two people that joined me well sure phil and mike 
fucking keeping it strong on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, Mark Mark goes on there a lot if you, that you're into. I guess. <laughs> Basically, just um, we're also now on Spotify. Oh, which that's I, cool. Which I don't know why was what? such an issue for long. It was literally like a button I had to click. How was it go? It's been over a year. And you're perfect. Is that what you said? <laughs> right? It just means that we weren't supposed to be on Spotify ah, until now. Ah. A wizard is never early. Nor is he late. He arrives on Spotify precisely when he means to. Perfect. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Peace. That's it. Right. That's it. Right. What was that? I choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that. You know, did you say that? <laughs> Try again, try again. What were you going to say? You get a second chance, yeah, right? right. Just, that's right. Oh my, that's <laughs> right. Boo, Wendy Pepperberger, boo.